Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman beyond. Hey, this is Blade Summers telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. This is Bernard Chang. Dan Jurgens. This is Yoko McKeon from Funko. This is Zach from Diamond Select Toys. This is Angelo cosplaying as Negan. My name is Kevin, a Beyond fan, and I'm telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Three quarters of that movie, solid. As far as Mr. Freeze goes, nice to meet you. Welcome back, Neo-Gothamites, to Above and Batman Beyond, a pretty shway show devoted entirely to the futuristic Bat Beyond. And please take note, I said shway show because we got the vidcast going now, uh, YouTube and audio. Check us out, Above and Batman Beyond, on YouTube. But happy con, guys. From above and Batman Beyond, uh, I say Happy Con that emphatically, not just because it's a celebration of the Bat, but because tomorrow we interview the voice of Batman. Oh, I got in to the media room at New York Comic Con at the Batman Beyond 20th panel. I'm going to talk all about it for a show devoted entirely to Batman Beyond. I'm giving you guys the deepest, the best of Beyond coverage. It says in the uh, title of the episode, the season one remaster of, of Batman Beyond, as well as uh, Batman vs. TMNT talk. There is a Batman Beyond reference in the Batman vs. TMNT movie, which is now, I guess, three of my favorite things on the planet. Batman, TMNT, and Batman Beyond. Insane. Um, you can find the show you're listening to now on iTunes, SoundCloud. No longer, unfortunately, BatmanBeyondPodcast.com. Uh, I shouldn't say too unfortunately doesn't really change the show for us at all. Um, I tried having a website. I think it was pretty cool for those of you who played the podcast off of the website. Um, sorry, but it's no longer there. Anyway, uh, it just seemed like I'm good with Instagram and everybody's good with that. Let me know if you think I should bring back the website. Also, comicbookintl.com. Um, no longer either. Again, same deal. I feel like the network's pretty strong with social media and all these shows and everything else. So. But again, let me know if that has changed. So we're still at Batman Beyond Podcast on Instagram, at Batman POD on Twitter, at Comic Book INTL, still our network, Comic Book International. Um, Comic Book INTL is going to be the YouTube as well. And then again, for this specific show, that we have our own channel for uh, Above and Batman Beyond, and it's the same title of our show. So subscribe to all that stuff. Follow us, subscribe. Oh, man, I just, I'm still so ecstatic today, Saturday, recording this, and uh, tomorrow I'm meeting Kevin, like, literally right after this, I am preparing, I put two hours aside just to write down all the questions that I want to ask uh, the cast and crew of Batman Beyond, I, oh, man, this is unreal. So yeah, follow all our stuff. Uh, yesterday's interview from New York Comic Con. Check out uh, the Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. I interviewed Jim Fletcher, a creative director at DC Collectibles, live from the DC booth. That was insane. At DC. Uh, just a couple years ago at Con, as I talk about. Geeking out over action figures. Now I'm interviewing the guy who makes these things. Nuts. Um, cosplay interviews coming. I interviewed a cosplayer uh, yesterday at Con. So when we do our, you know, Con show proper not just the pre-show um you're gonna hear that cosplay interview and some others got some comic interviews coming this is comic con not just uh dc animated con john timms uh artist of harley quinn he also has a um harley statue coming out and he's very close collaborators with c506 so i gotta cover uh john tim at com john timms at con and he's a friend of the network and a friend of uh, c506 so i cannot wait to see him i met him had lunch with him last year with johan morales my editor at c506 um so yeah man John Timms is the man. I can't wait to see him again. So I got a John Timms interview. Uh, Chris Sotomayor, who is a colorist. I never interviewed a colorist. Artists, writers I've interviewed, never interviewed a colorist. So Chris Sotomayor, um, I'm going to interview him at Con, and he is a colorist of Batman Beyond Comics, of all things. And then finally, Greg Horn, in terms of comic interviews. Um, I might interview like one more, but I think three is probably pretty good with the schedule I got tomorrow. Um... And he is an artist who's been doing like Harley Who Laughs stuff. 
And like the Batman who laughs, but Harley who laughs, he has a, um, it was unveiled at Toy Fair. Check out our DC Collecticast episode of Toy Fair. I also did some Toy Fair coverage right here on Above and Batman. I think it's for our 50th. Yeah. The Toy Fair special. And um, Greg Horn is one of the artists who did a uh, statue for them. So if you like collectibles, if you like the whole Dark Knight's Metal universe, then check out Greg Horn and check out my upcoming interview. Shout out to Gotham Geek Girl. She was my uh, part of my three-person film crew yesterday uh, that we ended up just putting together. I had sound equipment. She had a good camera, and we were like, dude, let's do this. So it was kind of this like unplanned slash planned, really worked out situation. Her friend was literally a director for videos in a company, directed our episode, our, our interviews with, uh, she did one with Jim Fletcher, and so did I. Nuts. It was so much fun, right at the DC booth. So shout out to Gotham Geek Girl, shout out to Batman on Film. Uh, they are both covering, or they both covered last night the Wonder Woman uh, panel. Gotham Geek Girl saw the movie, uh, liked it, so coverage is coming from them. Uh, Fabibi World Cosplay, at Fabibi World uh, Cosplay on Instagram. She is an amazing cosplayer, mostly like Star Wars stuff, but um, we've become friends over the years. I met her at Comic-Con 2016 years ago. So hopefully I'm going to be able to meet up with her tomorrow. Our schedules did not work out, but uh, on Thursday, hopefully I'll meet up with her. Shout out to Warner Brothers, man. These are the people who are sending me the press release to the Batman Beyond 20th panel. Cannot believe that. Ugh. The Brothers Warner. DC Comics. This is who birthed Batman. Uh, this is their character. And being able to, again, talk about the Bat right at DC. DC sending me these, you know, DC collectibles is an in-house uh, DC collectible company, and they're the ones making this stuff. You know, Bruce Tim makes the Bruce Tim statues. Greg Horn makes the Greg Horn statues. It's nuts. So to be able to interview again the toy maker there, right at the DC booth, uh, and then again Jim Fletcher himself, the toy man himself. I know I've been promising you guys Q's and A's, uh, but next episode is actually going to be. Uh, more news. It's going to be DC news, and then I'm going to split it too with uh, Comic Con stuff, obviously. Um, so I promise I'm going to throw in your Q's and A's in there. I think you guys can cut me a quick break with all the con coverage I got going um, to not do your Q's and A's today. Uh, it's about, again, DC news stuff anyway, so I think we're good. Uh, I was about the Hush animated movie, and then it's also about the CW, um, Kevin Conroy being on the CW as what well, we're assuming, old Bruce Wayne and a Batman Beyond type thing. So again, guys, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. And uh, yeah, man, happy con. From Above, Batman Beyond. This is Christopher Carter telling you to go Above and Batman Beyond. I'll just snap, ready? Okay. All right, so three, all right, let me just triple check we're recording here. Yes. <laughs> all right, so three, two, one. Hello, the Ben. The snap of Thanos. The snap of Thanos, <laughs> and just like that, half of the universe is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good to uh, be back. Yeah, it's going to be back after the, what do they call it in Far From Home, the, uh, the blip. The, the blip. <laughs> it's gonna be back from the blip. <laughs> the blip. Um, yeah. And you could see us. Yes, we can see you. For those <laughs> listening, you can't see us because you're listening, <laughs> as you know. No, but yes, uh, awesome to be back in the vidcast, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. The um, vidcast returns. I think the last time we did any type of video was, um, I mean, outside of the stuff we did in New York, uh, like last summer. Last summer, yeah, we did sounds some, right. We did some minor recording, uh, and as you can tell, the uh, equipment has been upgraded. Oh yeah, got this dope ass Zoom mic for the audio. <laughs> you know, we were born in audio here on Above and Batman Beyond. Uh, but yeah, having Not the vidcast back, we got this awesome like cell phone setup, and then even the camera uh, soon enough is going to improve. So now you're just flexing. <laughs> now I'm just flexing. Just saying. <laughs> um, we got some good topics today, though. Yes. Um, so, Eli, what is the uh, the main topic of today? Because I, I have felt bad for Eli. He's my beyond expert, and I'm so scatterbrained nerd-wise on, on <laughs> anywhere I go that even with the Beyond show, I'm like, oh, DC News, oh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, this and that. So I always end up dragging you away from Beyond <laughs> as my beyond expert. 
Let's bring Eli back uh, into what he does best. Take me home. Let's take you. Let's home, take homecoming. <laughs> this is Eli's episode. I was far from home. Now I'm homecoming. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right. Um, so today, the main topic we're gonna hit is the remastered Batman Beyond season one, which is now available on the DC streaming service. Hell yes. Season two and three should be available soon. I'm not entirely sure. I don't have the dates. Oh, they've said that? Um, I didn't know that. Well, I surmise. Right, okay. Because uh, the Blu-ray release <laughs> comes out uh, at the end of the ne- next month, being October 29th. Uh, the the uh, downloadable version will be available October 15th. So I would surmise that by between, I would say, mid-next month and like now... Uh, season two and three should be available on the streaming service, but season one being available and we've checked it out. Our boys over at the uh, Watchtower have checked yes. it out, so we're gonna give you all our thoughts on it, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. Yes, but we do have other topics to hit. That we we're do gonna hit as well. Yep. Um, so the event of all events yes. for comic nerds, for yes. bat nerds <laughs> in particular, uh, Batman was born in the city of New York. Yes. And the Comic-Con of New York comes every year in October, and uh, I will be covering, as always, From Above and Batman Beyond. And this year, we have press passes, Eli. C506.net. Gracias to Johan Morales and everyone over at C506. Awesome. Press so passes. Awesome. I have potential, too. This year, so they're not doing a press Q&A after the panel. To be totally clear, at New York Comic-Con this year, for Beyond fans in particular, not just Bat fans. Mm-hmm. So the city of the Bat, then Batman Beyond... Last year, there was the remaster and the Blu-ray release of the BTAS, Batman the Animated Series. This is beyond. This is our show. Yep. Above is at home. Of Like, honestly, I can't think of a con after this year that's going to be this. Like, I almost wish I had, like, the full-on camera crew, like, TV ready to go for this. Because <laughs> this is it, man. Like, this is the 20th Blu-ray release. The 20th anniversary Blu-ray release, as uh, a lot of you, anyone listening to the show probably already knows, but... They're doing the same thing they did at San Diego. Uh, I don't know if it's as many producers when I say same thing, but panel, everything for the Blu-ray release mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at New York. And I'm going to be there attending the panel for sure. That's so exciting. I found, I know, I found out as press I don't get, um, like, uh, line, uh, uh, what, what would they call like privileges. that? Privileges. So I can't, like, cut lines, but... I do have access to uh, what's called a press roundtable afterwards where if I can get access, like there's not a press Q&A. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just a press Q&A almost like, you know, like uh, like with the president. It's like, you know, you call right. people, whatever. <laughs> so there's a kind of like a, a somewhat special thing where it's just a Q&A, I guess, through a panel. Sure. This time it's press roundtable. So you have to get through their representation. Long story short. I have been in contact with the voice of Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, and getting in touch with Will Friedle's agencies and all the representation to get into that press roundtable. That's incredible. So that's incredible. Oh man, that might happen. <laughs> <sighs> You're getting emotional just talking about Getting it. emotional, M- much less actually seeing them. Uh. Uh, if it's, I'm glad it's audio for some of you because uh, so, so, uh, I'm getting the goosebumps and some nipples might be. Okay. <laughs> We're about to make this man cry. <laughs> um, yeah, so New York Comic Con more than ever, man. You know, it just makes me think like all that, all the goosebumps, all those thoughts. Like it was only three. It was only three years ago, Eli, when the project. But I always say this like every con because it builds, man. Mm-hmm. 2016, I went there with comicbookinternational.com. That was it. Just the website, and all it was was a blog site. Like, mm-hmm. no sponsors, no legit journalists on there. I was a teacher with a blog site, basically, that I built through my knowledge of building WordPress sites. You know, geeked out with some dude who was standing looking at, you know, action figures, and we started talking, and he's like, hey, I have this website. He had a legit website. Uh, so I started writing for that and that was like my entree to, oh, now I'm kind of a geek journalist as it were. It wasn't a huge site, but it was still, again, sponsors, all that. So from there I got press passes to Toy Fair. Then like Toy Fair built into the next year's con and then Above and Batman Beyond started. And it was just like every year it's gotten bigger and like now combining the press with this and then the 20th of beyond, it's, this is like everything, dude. I mean, Ah. 
And not just to say this because I'm on the show, but I mean, you've really earned everything you have. Like you have worked your ass off and I've, I mean, we've watched it grow. Me, the audience, the people around us, like you have really fucking put in the work, dude. Thank so you. So congratulations on everything that you have upcoming and everything. Congratulations on everything you've achieved. Thank so you. It's, it's incredible. Truly incredible. Humbled to be here. Thanks. Yeah, and like, you know, it sounds... I know I kind of tell that story every year, but I think it's important for the upcoming con stuff and just people to keep in mind where a lot of it was a pain in the ass and it, you know, continues to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's, yeah, like you said, it, it, it's really paid off. And thank you for the compliment because sure. uh, the hustle has paid off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So then... let's hit beyond. Again, I keep detracting you. But yeah, so we have New York Comic Con coverage coming up. I'm going to be meeting up with people. We're going to get into details not yet because, again, I got to <laughs> stop detracting. <laughs> Uh, but I'll be talking about who I'm meeting up with at con, bat people, uh, people from Bat Force Radio, for example, Gotham Geek Girl, and so on, mm-hmm. um, Batman on film. Yep. And then... And if we have time at the end, we'll also touch on some DC news. Yes. Um, Try yeah. to focus beyond related, because there's enough where we could keep it in. Yeah. Um, and then next week, uh, I do want to have a discussion about uh, Batwoman Beyond and the DC Rebirth comics. I know that's been a point of contention for a lot of people. Uh, I just need to do some catch-up on the reading, and then we will discuss it next time. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's do it. Let's jump into the remaster. Yes. This is huge. So for starters, what episodes did you watch? Because I only watched about three of them, but I just wanted to watch... pretty much what I watched. I wanted to watch three that would give a nice, um, I guess, overview on how it looks in different settings. The three I watched were... Rebirth 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and then I also watched Dead Man's Hand uh, because that has an opening daytime <laughs> shot uh, that I wanted to see how it, the remaster looked during the day. Oh, nice. And then also has that club where they're at the juice bar and it has all the different flashing lights. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to get a visual feel on how the remaster looked. Um, some of my favorites I want to save for the Blu-ray just to kind of give myself the anticipation, like Meltdown. Right. I'm going to save for the oh, Blu-ray. Oh, that's cool. You're going to save some for the Blu-ray? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We should save Meltdown for that. You're yeah. right. Um, but. Oh, so to answer your question, I watched uh, Rebirth 1 and 2, okay. like you did, and then okay. I watched Shriek. Which I, did, I couldn't like, help like myself your, with like Shriek. That's like your episode, It's dude. my episode. <laughs> Shriek's my guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, we, let's start with you. What did you think of the remaster personally? Uh, I love, I mean, first of all, the fact that, again, our show, mm-hmm. that all this is happening, it's just incredible. Like, being able to go on a nap and, like, seeing a remaster, the thing that meant so much to me, and then, like, meeting up with you and, like, being able to talk about it. It's just ah, so perfect. I know. Like, I know. I, the point is, I'm trying not to take it for granted because it's right up our wheel like right in our wheelhouse last year we got the remaster once again of the uh, i'm still going through those uh blu-ray and if you go back and listen to our previous like i feel like i'm, I'm not we even caught up for yeah like, we were like we were talking about this forever now this is what we, we have, wanted exactly yeah. yeah we have been talking about this literally from i think the first ever time i've had you on just as a guest before yeah. you were ever a co-host yeah. like this was on your agenda our agenda mm-hmm. like this is it yeah so that's kind of my initial, like, what do I think of the remaster? I just the fact that it's happening is crazy to me. And also that we're in this time of I don't want to take for granted as well, and kids, enjoy this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, understand it's a privilege <laughs> of being able to stream shit <clears throat> before it's out. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, this Blu-ray, we're getting a Blu-ray remaster, but it's still a remaster. So they have the copy sitting there, and they're like, we also have an app. Right. Let's let the people see it. Right. That's dope as shit. And we get to kind of, they probably get to gauge fan reactions on it. Um, either way, we're going to get the copies that are that are in. But the point is, like, I love the fact that it's available before it's available in a way. Um, and in that streaming world, I mean, I'm, I've been streaming stuff for 10 years now. Like, I'm kind of in that as much as I will, will love the Blu-ray. It's dope that it's also available. I, I, I appreciate there. having the option. I appreciate right. having that right. option. Yeah. Uh, specifics. I told you some of the same things that we're about to read with uh, James Strecker from DCAU Watch Hour. Shout out. What's up, man? Uh, and we ended up, you and I agreeing too, off mic. Um, I think we all unanimously think the same thing. Yeah, about. we all kind of, yeah, think yeah. Yeah. the same thing about uh, 
the remaster. But I just kind of wanted to throw in my whole thing about like my excitement having this show, what Batman Beyond means to me, which go back to the early episodes if you don't already know. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> it, it's just insane that like all this is coming together on this awesome new. And again, I feel like I'm still getting caught up with the app. The app is only a year old at this right, point. Right. So. Uh, what do you think about? And then now I guess like I'll go back to you with initial reactions, and then right. we'll do like specifics, yeah, and then read first, yeah. Yeah. and then again we'll read uh, Stricker. He had some awesome stuff to say. He did. He usually does. He was. <laughs> he has some things to say about the DCAU. In case you don't know. Um, watching this, it was actually funny. I was watching with um, shout out to my boy, uh, Azriel. Uh, we were watching it. He has the streaming service. I don't. And I remember we clicked on the uh, Rebirth Part 1, and he wasn't sure yet if it was remastered, just because even, like, previously being on the DC app, I guess, like, they kind of upscaled the videos a little bit to, you know, just HD quality, not necessarily remastered, but, like, HD. And so he initially kind of couldn't tell, just for that opening shot, you know, where, you know, the newscast is playing of, you know, Bunny Vreeland being captured... And, you know, he turns to me and he was like, well, you know, is, was this, is this the remastered episode? I can't tell. But I knew immediately. I was so familiar with that episode. And I remember just kind of that shot where, you know, Bruce takes out that, that asshole who's wearing sunglasses outside. <laughs> he takes him out and, you know, you see him step into shot in the bat suit. And it just hit me. Like, I, I saw how remastered it looked. And as someone who you know, woke up as a kid on Saturday mornings watching this on, like, Kids WB and Cartoon Network, and as someone who has followed this, much like, you know, you and a lot of other people in our age bracket, uh, all the way from the VHS eras, I couldn't help but get, like, very emotional. Mm. Um, I got very, very emotional really watching nice. this just because I never thought um, I would actually get this. Like, you know, it's one of those things I always kind of wanted, but I was... Until the BTAS got remastered, I never thought I'd actually kind of get it. And kind of seeing it all come to fruition and seeing this show that you care about this much look this good, um, it, it made me very emotional. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to have it. You know, regardless of what I think. Like we literally had episodes of this show, DCAU Wish List Beyond. Yeah. Every fucking episode. But yeah. we would revise our list of what we wanted. Yeah. It was this on Blu-ray. It was just <laughs> such a simple, like... I know. <sighs> I know. And and regardless of what I may think of it technically... Yeah. And, you know... Which we'll get into, but... Yeah. You know, whatever minute criticisms I may have of the actual remaster process, mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful for this. And... I'll always have a deep affinity for... As a celebration, yeah. Yeah, and I will always have a deep affinity for the VHS and, you know, some of the more original forms of its release. Um, but I, I very much appreciate having the option of having this HD, you know, remaster of it. And so I would say that was my initial thought. I was just very emotional seeing that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I, yeah. For, Especially for me. Well, I should say that because... I should have expected me to be the one. Because <laughs> I get emotional everything now. Uh, but, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Again, the show makes me emotional all the time. And that uh-huh. Rebirth episode, seeing Bruce in the suit, God, I, I kind of wanted more than that, more of that from the show. Do you think if they, just real quick, if they maybe went into like seasons four or five, uh, we would have gotten more flashbacks and more kind of return of the joker e type mid range stuff that Maddie Washburn talks about like timeline stuff with Bruce Wayne in the suit. Right. Bruce Wayne in the beyond suit. Possibly um I always love seeing his build and like just that salt and pepper hair and just know. knowing that he's breaking down. I just love the that end of an era shit. Voice, you know, ah, yeah. Never again. Ah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I detract as always. I, I would actually love like a, I would have loved like a mini series of that, like, mm. like even like a five episode mini, just kind of capturing the end of like the New Adventures era, kind of slowly bringing us into like the, I guess pre Beyond era. Oh my God, uh, that would DCAU, really cool. are you listening? Him, him, oh, sorry, DC Universe, are you listening? <laughs> him forming, you know, the suit and um, just kind of showing, like he'll go out in the field and. You know, he'll realize he's a little slower, so then he adds this to the suit, and then he adds this to the suit. He realizes he's not strong enough, so he adds this to the suit. And, you know, you kind of see it 
forming out of a necessity to crutch his age. Right. um, Oh, man. They did touch upon that. Quick, quick little fact. (laughs) Um, They did touch upon that in the issue one of the original six-issue miniseries for Batman Beyond, um, which was meant to retell the origin story. Um, It was written by Hillary J. Bader, who... She was one of the you know head writers of the series. Oh yeah. Um, it basically just showed him. He made this like giant, almost like this gauntlet thing, and it gave him super strength. Yes, and, that I always think of that. And he you know, he smashes this giant crate of guns, and you know these criminals that he stops said, "Imagine if you made an entire suit of that stuff." And you know that was supposed to be almost like your uh, prologue to him making the suit. So it would just would have been cool to see more of that kind of thing, um, but. No, to your point, uh, the opening to Rebirth is just—it's brilliant. All of Rebirth is brilliant. Those those two episodes—it's a—it's a brilliant pilot. It really In fact, is. I would say it's probably beyond strongest. It, like it's the high point of the series. Hmm. Um, outside of like, you know, notable episodes like Meltdown and Return of the Joker, obviously, I'd say like it starts on a really really high note. That the series—it's great. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it's pretty much a. TV movie. Right. It's like that and Return of the Joker, pretty much the strongest. Yeah. And then a couple in there, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, so yeah, let's get into, as we said, uh, the specifics of <clears throat> the remaster. Yes. A lot goes on with these remasters. Yes. A lot of questions come up with what, you know, we got into super deep stuff, yes. but mm-hmm. uh, off mic, but, uh, and we could get into that next episode. And this isn't going anywhere. The Blu-ray is coming out. This is only going to be fruitful in terms of uh, episodic Oh, we're going to go coverage. way into the Blu-ray when Holy it comes shit. out. Yeah. So for now, though, uh, we have the remaster. What are some specific things that um, we can either start or use James's comments as kind of a guide? Uh, stuff that you thought, like dislikes of the remaster of Batman Beyond Season 1. Okay, so I'm going to give my thoughts and a few other thoughts that were brought to my attention um and then i guess we can go talk about what james says because james really reinforces what we say or we reinforce what he says we're all kind of unanimously on the same page yeah i'd say for the most part <coughs> so i guess the first thing is this looks incredible it yeah, does it's and yeah. batman the animated series looked incredible you know uh the remaster of that it look it looks great yeah the colors are really vibrant, and the the sharpness, I think, is where it needs to be without being too overbearing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, I am not an expert in this field of you know remastering film, so this is straight from a layman, straight from uh, a consumer of the product. No, but I'll agree. None of it seemed, like, off. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from the untrained eye, right, uh, I, I think it looks really good. However... I think the one issue that not only do we think, and not only you know does James mention, um, but I, I think this is kind of unanimous, is a lot of people say that because they re, because they filtered it out so much and removed so much of that grain and you know just film wear, a lot of well, one an atmosphere is missing. James mm-hmm. says that. Yep. Um, and you know we kind of agree. There's a yeah. certain. It's like so sharp. Yeah. There's there is a certain atmosphere missing. I will agree. Yeah. But also, um, it makes like whatever natural wear on the film appear more vibrantly. So you know, little dust particles and hairs and stuff like that are like glaringly apparent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weirdly, it has a thing where it's supposed to be cleaner, but because it's so clean, now you're seeing all these imperfections. Right. Now, it personally, it could have been because I was so emotional. It personally was not enough to pull me out of the experience. It doesn't pull me out. I think it's almost charming because yeah. it, it puts this old film weirdness I, to I, it. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Um, it, it almost, it's like a love letter to that era <laughs> yeah. of film. You know what I mean? Uh. In a weird way. I could understand it pulling certain people out. Yeah, I, yeah. If if you're not about a that, purist, but, yeah. But you and I, you know, I, I think we're the type of people where it doesn't personally bother us. But it is worth mentioning. It does all. But it, I will say this: I do now want to get a DVD because I want to make sure I have the option. I don't just want that as my only option. I now. have the DVD. I don't want yeah. that as a replacement, is what I'll say. Because, yeah, and maybe yeah. that that'll be a segue into maybe what some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you kind of got into that too. Yeah, just like 
that's my beef with it. Of if you sharpen something so much that comes from a time where it's atmospheric as a result of its technology, right? It also doesn't mean that that atmosphere wasn't there for a reason, right? I had a big issue even with like, I'll say, on kind of like my on the dislike end of the spectrum with the sharpness is with like because again i found the i found it a little charming to see the uh, film grain and yeah. stuff like that yeah. and it's all right with me and i do think like you said to start off with some positives as well the color looked amazing it, it's not like they were like anything was off like looking right. at it i wasn't like this is off or this is weird nothing right. like that because right. sometimes with remasters or a certain you know redos it's like ah this looked all right but uh, my issue was with backgrounds in this because the painted backgrounds in season one you know they that atmosphere is what set like so when you have you know film 101 a rack focus the background or the foreground one of them is in focus one of them is out of Mm -hmm. focus and when you change that focus that's a rack zoom Right. right so if you either way the background being out of focus, it's out of focus for a reason. I think removing some of that atmosphere literally has brought up like visual problems into the show a little bit sure. with the painted background specifically. Sure. sure. Or if there were foreground issues as well, either way it would bring out that issue um, because you're, uh, again, back then they were accounting for that mm-hmm. when painting this shit of going like this atmosphere will add, will provide depth. Right. Because your eye, if it sees depth, like anything shot well, whatever, like, you know, soon enough, I'd like to have some kind of a background mm-hmm. in, in here, not in digital or whatever, just something behind us that, you know, super simple example, but depth provides, depth is good in visuals. Right, right. And it takes away some depth. So right. that's something I observe. No, I, I agree. This is, again, nothing major I have, uh, but I would say if I have like, of the issues issues I have, that's the thing that pulled me a little bit out. And of you it. can level some like of the these back, criticisms. Like some to... of the back cave specifically, I was like, whoa. And like windows during the day you mentioned. Yeah. That kind of stuff was I almost rubbed up against it. And you can level some of these criticisms to the animated series remasters. Yes. Well. No, yeah. I had those same yeah. 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 It almost yeah. Yeah. Um I Because it's the same problem. It's painted backgrounds. I'm just going to say that in my experience, while I do have, obviously, and I'm sure all, a lot of us do, have a lot of history with BTAS. I have, BTAS, I haven't watched as nearly as meticulously as this series. So, like, changes and just things that I didn't notice previously will become way more glaring for this remaster. Like, I don't go back mm. to the animated series the same way I go back to this series. You're going to know right away. Right. So there are certain <laughs> things for the animated series that, like, would go unnoticed just because I'm lesser familiar with that mm. than um, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, like, you know, Rebirth, I was, especially Rebirth, like, episodes I go back to especially frequently, um, I, I notice changes on that, like, almost immediately. So, huh. um so, meaning I'm going to be judging this a little harder than yeah. BKS just because I'm more familiar with it. Makes sense. That's my point. Um, but my point was I, I will level all the same criticisms to BTAS because I think it had a lot of the same problems. Um, Agreed. To varying degrees because it's different, it, it, totally different tone, totally different atmosphere. Yes. Um, but I think some of those core problems were still there. Yeah, methodology, technology. Right. Again, right. like, and I keep saying painted backgrounds. Maybe they were drawn, whatever it is. It's there was w- whatever method they had still going on pre pre digital in Batman Beyond. The backgrounds are painted. They're painted, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You would know. Yeah. I mean, it's it. It's, yeah. So you know what? Uh, a scene, a very specific thing that keeps popping out. Not again. The Batcave hit me, and then um, <laughs> Terry's suit. Under the bed at the end of Rebirth 2, Rebirth Part 2 at the very end when Bruce comes. Yeah. And, like, he's got the suit stashed under Under the the bed. bed. That's painted. And it with the remaster, really just popped in a way that didn't work. Um, See, I've always 
It's funny you mentioned that. Or maybe that I was always looked weird. Well, so I've always noticed the way that suit looks like, and I've always said like, oh, it's interesting. Like they painted that in a certain way that it like, it's in the background with the image and not in like the foreground where like Terry and the characters are. Yeah. Um, so it does you have like. to move the mic with your. It yeah. does have an interesting, we're new to this. Yeah, that's it, all right. It does. Because have, we have the camera and then, yeah. <laughs> it does have an interesting look to it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like particularly look at it during the remaster. So I, I don't, I don't know if it looks especially okay. weird now yeah but i'll have to look for that now yeah it could have been again a pretty weird what was weird about it is that it's it, the suit itself isn't technically in the background they just painted it as such because it's supposed to be dark under, the it's bed. under a bed yeah so i think maybe that's a weird thing with the eye too that even pre remaster was weird right i'd like to yeah that's that's a good thing to go back and see but remaster i was like whoa i i, I bumped up against it a little yeah bit. yeah um but it, it this is also all cool shit because it, it has us go back watch the stuff we already love and like are these big like oh the suit out of place and it's like dude we're still watching batman it still all looks amazing um and but it, it's really interesting to see all the work that they're putting into these things and and the things that change about it and the fact that the idea of preservation like this is the 20th of it and mm -hmm. they're keeping alive one of the things that um, I was saying before that I really want to hit about all of this with the remaster. We're getting it for the first time. Then we're getting the Blu-ray. Then we're, I'm going to go to this panel, all this shit mm -hmm. of like, this is also the last time on a film nerd, on a uh, animation nerd perspective, Batman Beyond Aside, the one of the last generations of animation that was pre-digital. Right. So this is a remaster of something, especially today's, topic because we're going to get into season two and three but by season two it was post-digital right about halfway yeah. about halfway so those are going to be totally different conversations and i will also say sometimes maybe even more positive because as we'll get into we're going to predict that maybe we'll like those better because they were digital and remastering digital is better and maybe even easier but these conversations and this specific episode of us talking about the season one because all of season one right mm -hmm. is pre-digital yep. Um, this is one of the last properties that's going to be this remastering a pre-digital piece of animation, especially at a high like Warner Brothers level. This isn't some just like I was saying before, kind of like maybe a not so great quality Cartoon Network like show from the late show. 90s. Yeah. This isn't some like major Warner Brothers animation and the, kind of like, and again, I always love those The Last Of stories, yeah. <laughs> Beyond Included. Uh, so like, yeah, all this is, and what do you think of that? Maybe of like, and maybe that'll be a segue into season two and three. I, I do agree. Um, like I was saying to you off air, I think that it's important to, when you remaster shows that you, and you, when you remaster anything, and you know, we brought up Star Wars, that you make it look like it. You amplify what it's supposed to be. Oh, yes. Let's you know? talk about this. Yes. So, and this will be relevant to... I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. Yep. And this will be relevant to um, the question. I'll bring it full circle. It's important that you amplify the series to look like, or the project that you are remastering to look like, what it's supposed to be. So, yes. you know, when we remaster Star Wars a thousand times, half the time we're trying to take these, 80 film, these 80s films and make them look like modern-day films, and they're not. Um, <laughs> Far from it. Right, and, and that's okay. There, yeah. There's charm to be had in that. Um, celebrate they're really 70s B-movies, if is what they are. 70s B-sci-fi movies, sci-fi fantasy movies. They're, right, yeah. <laughs> and so you don't, um, you don't take these, um, these things that are, you know, in a reflection of their time and try to transform them into something they're not. Instead, you amplify them to be uh, what they were, right? So, right. And, and so I bring this up because, bringing it back full circle. It's a really good point. Especially the first half of Batman Beyond that was cell animated, it's, it's a reflection of that era of cell animation. And so... I feel like moving forward when, when we discuss season two and three, to your point, um, those will possibly look even better because, you know, we're trying to take these cartoons, I feel like, and remaster them in Blu-ray and make them look like as close to modern cartoons as they can be. Uh, and that will work, that will work better for digital animation. 
as we've seen with Return of the Joker, which you brought up off air. Um, Return of the Joker looks incredible in, in its Blu-ray format, which it's Return of the Joker... Return of the Joker already has a Blu-ray release, um, but it will yes. be re-released for this Blu-ray oh, really? box set. Oh, yeah. It's part of the new box set. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Nice. Um, but Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. But to your point, um, you know, so I think that uh, when we get to the digital animation being remastered, I think it'll look um, like a smoother transition, possibly. Yeah. Not to say that the cell looks bad. I think this will just be a smoother transition. Right. Well. Yeah, because yeah, you're almost taking something that it's almost like an adaptation, if you will. Like you're, and this will, and I let's bust out uh, James's comments yeah. too, because he he words it really well. Of he going, does. He does. Um, almost saying like for f- maybe when they do remasters in the future, keeping in mind what I'm about to say of like, and I, you're turning something that is into something that isn't meaning like you're like you said you're taking technology of the now and trying to make it something that it isn't right where if you just kind of like yeah I, I guess i'm just reiterating what you're saying but yeah let's get into so this is so i'll read him verbatim yeah so this so. is james strecker from the dcau watchtower uh check out their stuff on youtube i've had both james and maddie washburn he maddie has a show on the watchtower youtube channel uh called um uh, no, Twelfth Level Intellects is the podcast. podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what is the one? Because it's Thursday. What's the name of his show? Um, How the hell am I? Vanishing Point. Vanishing sorry, Point. Maddie. Yeah. Uh, I, I always remember the tag, uh, the Kevin Conroy thing. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Vanishing Point. Uh, James Strecker. Uh, uh, sorry, Vanishing Point is Maddie's show, and then James Strecker is from the DCAU Watch Show. So yes. he commented. I put on Twitter. Uh, what do you guys think of the season one remaster? Because it is available in DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people got back to us. I thought, like, James really got, I mean, put three full tweets. And uh, so yep. Eli's going to read what James had to say. And thank you once again, James. All right. So to quote James Strucker from the uh, Watchtower database, and again, thank you for your comment. Yeah. Uh, he says, just like with the BTAS remaster, I'm a bit torn. The clarity in the detail is amazing. I'm seeing things I never saw before, and the colors pop in a way that almost makes me forget the season wasn't digitally colored. But that was also a problem. The original cell painting added a a level of atmosphere that is missing now. I wish when they did these remasters that they would leave some of the grain, grime, grit from the original scans. A lot of the 80s and 90s anime anime has the same aesthetic, and Batman Beyond is a very anime-like show in its design and style. Awesome point. The atmosphere is missing from this and BTAS. I do look forward to seeing the digitally colored later episodes uh, remastered, though, which he's referring to the um, digital animation. Okay. As opposed to the cell animation. Okay. Um, I do look forward to the seeing the digitally colored later episodes remastered, though, as I'm keen to see how brilliant it'll look. Okay. So... Essentially, that's what we were saying. You know, there is a level of atmosphere missing to the cell animation, right. and we do, with the remaster, yeah. right? Um, it looks good, but there's definitely like something visually missing. And you know, I think we all agree that the digital the digital uh, episodes will probably translate better to a remaster process. So I think the anime thing too, you know, it just snapped into my mind too, Mm. when he said that of, so anime being atmospheric and he relating anime to beyond. Yes. There's also the Blade Runner connection. Right. Like that, uh, that guest Hal Laren I had, I think episode 32, somewhere in there, uh, of our show. He is a digital artist. He does those like live action. It looks like live action, uh, super dark, like tech noir. Yeah. It's in the rain, but hyper realistic. I love, I love his art. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Uh, Batman Beyond stuff, and he has this um, Beyond the Dark Knight digital comic. Yes, going, and I don't know if it's like published yet, but he's always at Hal underscore Laren on Instagram. Check his shit out, amazing. Point is, Hal Laren always talked about on that episode, uh, like the atmosphere of Blade Runner and of Beyond, and love that, and what he always brings into his own renditions uh, his own art of beyond into these live action things of that tech noir and, and that makes sense that something stuff like akira and kind of that japanese and or anime 
meets, you know, or anime, right. um, meets noir, tech noir, Batman, perfect, like yeah. or Batman Beyond, yeah, all fits, yeah, makes total sense. So that being taken away from this is another. It's an point as I'm trying to make like it's an important element that shouldn't be removed even from Batman like even like noir always noir being tech noir or noir noir in in let's say Batman the animated series mm-hmm. you don't want to remove like the steam in the streets and all no. that shit I was even watching Shriek last night it was still so Batman like Shriek still has a giant spinning fan in his wall like yep. for what yep. what are those fans ever for but I guess in warehouses they do exist, and he's in a warehouse of sound or whatever the hell. Like, you can sell it. But it's still just so Batman and that kind of stuff. It is very relevant. Atmosphere is relevant very much to Batman Beyond, so it's it's an interesting point. It was good Absolutely. to bring up. Absolutely. So, did you have any closing remarks for the uh, uh, So, just some stuff uh, to make sure I wanted to tell people uh, watching on the video um, – because audio, I would have already done the intro. But the point is... Uh, oh, I just meant closing remarks for the Blu-ray release. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I thought you meant for the about, episode. But we have to talk about uh, the Turtles, too. Oh, yeah? We, yeah, sorry. We, we do have like a couple uh, couple smaller things to hit. But yeah, yeah we're not done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so on the remaster, let me think. Um, again, I just love the... It, so it's let's I guess clarify information wise is it the entire season ep- like because I know sometimes with the streaming stuff that they'll say like season one's on here is it the whole season as I saw yes okay yes um so it's all of the so how many episodes is that 13 13 episodes mm-hmm. cool and then season um, two has about 26 26 yeah. and when is that do you know again I don't I don't have an exact date not to say that there's not one surfacing I just don't have it um, but yeah, season one is 13 episodes. Season two is double the length, so it's 26. And then season three is 13 again. Well, then I guess my closing thing to say is I'm going to watch all of the remaster tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I can't. My mom's coming to town, which would be nice. Good to see my mom. But uh, no, the point is um, I would, I'm would. i definitely going to blow through that. If it's only 13 episodes, Yeah, that's awesome. And I can't wait to see. Again, I saw Shriek. I saw... I really is Babel in that grouping for season one? Babel's season two. <sighs> but I love Babel. That's my other shriek episode. How about Lost Souls? Where's that? Season two. Ah. I know. Alright, so I got some stuff to look forward to. But that'll <laughs> still be digital. Or that'll still be uh Cell. Cell? Yep. Yes. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to Lost Soul. I guess my closing remarks episodes to look forward to. Uh Lost Soul, cannot wait. Babel, I cannot wait. Um yeah, man. What do you? So, how about closing remarks? A few, a few episodes. I'm really because I'm a blight guy. So yes, um, oh, I can't wait. He to looks see, so good. I can't wait to see meltdown. I haven't seen meltdown, meltdown. yet. Um, Ascension. How um, can I forget meltdown? <laughs> I, I also, oh, I actually really want to go see um, how Spellbinder looks because oh. In his opening shot in Spellbound, yeah, Spellbound is on. He's in the fog. I, I was considering watching that last night, and it has this really cool like bloom effect almost because they're they're supposed to depict like Chelsea's walking in the fog. So I want to see how that translates that particular scene. That probably looks really cool. Nice. Um, that's the episode with like the Vietnam sequence. The right? Vietnam uh, sequence. Um, I interviewed Michael McQuishan about. Uh, I brought up that specific episode because he did the music on that episode. Yeah. Unreal. The music that he does in that. I love that track. Oh. Um, um, I'll throw a quick fun fact out. Go again. for it. In that sequence, um, Spellbinder spell, spell is stealing, uh, just for the Vietnam part, is stealing a gown that was worn by Princess Audrey, who we see appear um, in Justice League Unlimited. Or Justice League, I'm sorry. Uh, does she appear in Justice League? Yeah, Justice League. I don't want to say ah. it's unlimited. So it's a little piece of continuity. Whoa. Yeah, she, she appears, I love that so she much. She appears twice, yeah. God. So. Remember back then, too, like pre, you know, now we're in a world everything's connected, and especially superhero world. I know. Marvel, everything. But back then it was just like, oh, it was it's such, connected. It was such a big deal. I know. Oh, man. And they did it so well. Remember watching World's Finest for the first time? Oh, my God, right? dude. I, they, I cannot describe that excitement. Oh. Holy shit. And I was not even like super young for that. I was yeah. like 13. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh wow. my God. 
that's the Batman Superman team if you've never seen it check it out amazing <laughs> um, yeah so you gotta go pretty soon we'll wrap up sure okay um, so we do have like two final things next episode I'll get deeper into the New York Comic Con stuff details the point is I'm meeting up with some people including the Bad Force Gotham Geek Girl uh, Batman on film uh, people from I have some cosplayer friends I'm meeting up with and then again the Batman Beyond 20th anniversary panel, possibly interviewing the Bat himself and Batman Beyond himself, uh, Will Friedle, assuming Friedle is going to be there. I mean, they haven't announced specifically who is going to be on that panel, if I'm right. not mistaken. I don't know if they have. I know they've announced the panel. Uh, it's going to be on October 6th, Sunday, October 6th at 145. And, oh, yeah, boy, is going to be there. Nice. If I am projectile vomiting sick out of nowhere, I don't care. I will be on that stage. No, I'm kidding. Hell yeah, you That'll will. That'll be disgusting. But uh, no, I honestly, like, you can't uh, keep me away from that. I'm going Thursday as well to cover collectibles uh, and do some cosplay interviews because I don't want to schedule anything else because I'm assuming if I don't have weight privilege on that panel line, right. I'm going to be there for a while. So yeah. I don't want to commit to anything else Sunday. Fair. So yeah, Thursday Fair. also, collectibles interviews. Uh, I'm going to try to find as many people. This will be a good segue. Yes who worked on Batman versus TMNT. If there's anyone who worked on that animated film at Con, I am fucking interviewing them. So let's get into the little uh, piece, that reference that you and I found in that movie. And it, dude, you combine Batman, you combine the Turtles. My entire child, as we talked about last episode on our Batman 80th special, we drove all the way up to the Hudson Valley at our huge special, devoted half the episode of the show uh, to this movie. Yes. On top of that, in the beginning of this movie, the turtles open up a sewer plate in Gotham City, and what do they see? Isn't it? Isn't that where they see it? Yep. What is it? Now, I forget if they call it Powers Technology ah! or Powers Industry, but it's Powers Corporation, basically. Oh, um, God. Now, I, I actually did catch that the first Batman time. Batman Beyond saw. reference in Batman versus TMNT. I did catch that the first time I saw it, but the thing I had so many questions. Like Me I was, too. I was wondering if that was the same like Powers lineage. I was wondering. It seemed like, like it maybe was, is it from maybe is Powers also an older Batman character? But I don't think it is. He is. No. Um. Yeah. I I was just kind of wondering. Uh, I don't. I just, I said a lot. Of questions. I was just like, okay, like powers, you know, it was just kind of random. I think but it's a why not. Like, yeah. hey, powers would at least maybe a younger powers. That could be the rise of powers. It could be, or it could be his father pre takeover, or the powers family. Yeah, um, it does make sense for it to be his because they were developing like technologies and stuff, and that's what powers is all about. So. Um, and as insane as that movie was, like uh, non-apologetic and as all over the place as you can go interdimensionally with the Turtles, literally Dimension X was like a place they would go to all the time right. in the old show. Turtles in Time was a video game and in the third movie, wasn't good, but it was Turtles in Time. I think it was even called that, the movie as well. Um, like all the potential for Terry McGinnis to show up with the Turtles, I would... Hit myself. <laughs> Holy God. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but it was still cool that we got to be on reference. It is cool. That's all I'm saying. It is cool. <laughs> just more reasons for you to like fanboy over that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cool. Right? It's just all the stuff that they threw in there. It's like kung fu movies, all the Batman references you want, all the animated series you want, everything about Batman you want, detective work, the turtles. Ah, all there. Great story. All the villains. All the villains. All the, villains. All the villains. Anyway, so check out again. Uh, I guess we should wrap with that too. Telling yep. people, do not forget to check out our Batman 80th special. Uh, that's audio only because uh, we, we again, this is the return of the vidcast mm -hmm. this episode. Mm -hmm. And as many as we can do, if it's me and Eli, uh, we'll be recording the vidcast. So check out, uh, what is the YouTube channel? Because now we have a YouTube channel devoted entirely. Well, the YouTube channel is just straight up um, above in Batman Beyond. So follow that, subscribe. Yep. Uh, actually, so I've been archiving like some of the original episodes I've been putting them up in order but I think I'm also going to go uh put like the newest ones down so I can just kind of close in from top and bottom you know what oh, okay. I mean nice. um kind of burn the candle from both ends yeah, yeah so, so that people can get the newer content and the right and some of the older stuff but nice. 
um yeah thank you for doing that that's been great yeah yeah uh, yeah. he's done a great job like check out the channel really like even for the audio ones they're awesome it's been fun to listen back to some of the older discussions and that was back when you know there was like uh bernard chang on and you know on and i just actually ironically you're talking about comic con i just threw up the um the 2017 comic con that you went to and it was just it was so interesting just how much things have changed really grown. Yeah. i'm sure oh my god um, my voice back then when we returned this season i was like wow or this grouping of episodes whatever you want to call it i was like yeah i was literally a radio announcer from the 50s yeah and it was so funny because i was just trying not to be but i was like no it's the intro to a show and i'm like no dude <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad that's over. But yes, thank you for noting the development. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So check that out. That's on YouTube. Yeah, check that out. And then full episodes like you're seeing now, if you're watching it uh, or even listening to mm-hmm. it, like the full audio, sl- well, uh, sorry, to start over, full video episodes like you're watching now, we're going to be on that YouTube channel. Then we're going to do clips and throw in like documentary style type shit. I'm learning video editing right now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be putting that on the Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. It's third part of the comic book INTL network of course and then clips on here too uh but it'll be cool to have kind of like not just the base audio and have you continue to do those audio archives on youtube Mm -hmm. now we'll have a visual as well of conversation that we can use as a base then once again for like documentary type stuff yes flip back and forth um Mm -hmm. it's awesome man so i you know for now to again tap back into that youtube audience that i wanted to before but I didn't really have a system that I thought was realistic. Like I was doing the Skype interviews. It was just tech-wise such a headache that, as you know, you've heard the stories. But just for the audience, like it was a big tech nightmare. And now I think with this setup, we're going to really be able to be prolific with it. Like we're not just going to be like, here's the vidcast, and then it's going to disappear like before. Right. right? We're going to do this as consistently as possible, guys. So look forward to more. Yes. All right, so uh, next time we do have uh, some Q&As coming up. I was saying before, even for the video audience, I'm going to do this by myself. Um, Eli's time is up, unfortunately. Batwoman Beyond I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah, he's going to talk about Batwoman Beyond on an upcoming episode. Uh, Next episode, we'll do uh, some DC news. We're going to throw in when we have time. uh, We're going to try to do like hour-plus episodes, but Beyond, of course, is our priority. But when we can, DC news, especially if it's juicy enough. And recently with the Joker with uh or i should say joker yeah or uh with again conroy on cw showing up batwoman beyond there's there's a good amount of dc news well batwoman beyond is specifically for us and so is the cw sure but the point is that there's enough dc news and enough movies coming up i think where we can uh, do a little bit of that as well so look forward to that mm-hmm. as well oh yeah and that'll be fun with the video too it will be oh yeah all right any uh, closing thoughts No, no, I think check out the season I'm one satiated. remaster. You're I'm satiated. Sa- I'm satiated. We, we, I, everything I wanted to say, I said, yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. I'm satiated. Be yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, check out the season one remaster. It's on DC Universe. Uh, if you don't have DC Universe, friggin' get it. Yeah, so worth it. Now it is. Now it is. Yes, I think it's. I think it took a little while, but it's there now. Just about. That should be something we'll hit next episode too with DC news of talking about like. We do check in about the DC Universe app we do. periodically, mm-hmm. which is totally in our wheelhouse. So we'll get, get into that, too. Yeah. Much more to come. <laughs> Much more to come. <laughs> All right, dude. This has been Benjamin. I've been Eli. Telling you to go above. And Batman Beyond. <laughs> All right, guys. Ciao. Peace. All right, guys. That is it for NYCC 2019 pre-show slash season one remaster slash Batman versus TMNT reference, or I should say Batman Beyond versus TMNT. That sounds a lot better. (laughs) Um, Again, interviewing everyone tomorrow. I'm tired of going through the list. I'm interviewing them all. The voice of Batman. I'm interviewing Will Friedle, everybody that you want to hear from Batman Beyond. Um, Unreal. This is my life. (laughs) I am the one living it. Uh, At Batman Beyond Podcast. At Batman Beyond POD on Twitter. Um, what else, guys? Above and Batman Beyond on YouTube. Don't forget we got the, the vidcast going now, so we're going to post um, as many videos as we can on there. But, yeah, even the audio ones we're going to put into vid form. So subscribe to that channel. You'll get all of our pod content as well as uh, videos that we described today on the show. I'm going to start doing, like, documentary-type stuff. Can't wait for that. 
Uh, shout out again to Jim Fletcher, creative director at DC Collectibles. Check out uh, clips from that on our Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. We are still part of the Comic Book INTL network. Again, forget about the websites, comicbookintl.com, batmanbeyondpodcast.com. They're done, but all of our social media is still intact. Um, and we are at Comic Book INTL on Twitter. Oh, also, I am Benjamin David on Instagram as well. Uh, shout out to Gotham Geek Girl, Batman on Film, Fabibi World Cosplay, uh, John Timms, Chris Sotomayor, Greg Horn, Warner Brothers, and DC Comics. This has been Benjamin David. Happy Con from above and Batman Beyond. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman Beyond.